Greetings, my friend, and welcome back to the Purpose Mastermind podcast. I'm laughing because I'm diving into a topic today that maybe we should be too afraid to talk about, but I simply have no fear to talk about this topic in the context of my own marriage, nor am I afraid to talk about it with any other couples. I think this topic is something that we tend to be afraid of to the point that we can't talk about it, but I think it's too important that we must talk about it. And I want to simply talk about this. Is powerful sex possible? When I say powerful, I mean, is it possible for a husband and a wife to experience a sexual intimacy that is life-giving something that is cherished and desired, something that makes your life better, something you look forward to? Is it possible? Here's what I find. I think that people are more afraid of the potential misuses of sex than we are excited about having a passion to experience a powerful sexual relationship. I'll say that again. I think many people are more consumed with a fear of what can go wrong sexually than they are excited about what can be experienced sexually. And of course, our past has a lot to do with this. If, if something bad happens sexually in a person's life, then it causes them to think that they are somehow now damaged goods and there's nothing powerful they get to experience because when I was younger, this happened. I did this or someone did this to me, so now I'm damaged goods and I will never get to experience um, a a pure, joyful, uh, happy experience with sex with anyone. Because what it was supposed to be, it can never be because something went wrong. So sex has a purpose. I don't think there's any question. It has a great purpose in our life. But but how do you see it? Do you see it as just a physical activity, like a hobby? Like some people really like gaming and some people really like shopping and some people, they really like sex. Is it, is it just a hobby? Do you see it as just a fleshly desire? Like wanting chocolate cake or donuts. You know, we know that we want chocolate cake and donuts, but all of us deep down understand that better people don't eat cake and donuts. So is 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 sex like that? That that weak people who can't control their their passions need sex, but people who are more disciplined are able to not have sex? Maybe some people think that sex is just for the um, the making of babies. And that's all it's for. It's just a, a committed act between a husband and a and a wife that is not about joy and not about pleasure. It's not about giving of love. It's just a practical transaction where we want to have a baby. So this is the chore we have to do. 
So sex, it certainly has a purpose. It, it exposes us. And this is wonderful and awful <laughs> that sex exposes us. It, it's wonderful because it exposes us to receive love, which is the greatest human experience. The giving and receiving of great love is the greatest human experience. Sex is certainly not the only way this happens. It's just one way that it happens. But sex also exposes us in what we might all think is awful, in that it exposes us to our insecurities. The insecurities that we have in our life certainly show up in our sexual relationship. Of course, our insecurities can show up so boldly that we don't have a sexual relationship, even with our spouse. We can, we can have insecurities so strong in us that we're not able to express love sexually with our spouse. And hearing those words... If you're someone who's like that, it's hard to hear those words. But let me tell you, it's okay if that's where you are. You don't have to stay there. Every human being at different intervals in their life have inhibitions that prevent them from being able to boldly love other people. Loving loving your spouse sexually is just one way that we love people. So I think it's the human condition that at different times in our life, we have insecurities or inhibitions that hold us back and cause us to have a wall between ourselves and other people. Our sexual intimacy with our spouse is just one way this happens. Here's what I want to say though about insecurities. Insecurities that, that prevent us from being able to express boldly intimacy with our spouse, those insecurities are also holding us back in many, many areas of our life. Because we're humans and we're all just kind of sheep and we all don't see ourselves very well at times. That's just because we're human, not because we're bad and we're not dumb. We're just human. We can think that my insecurity is just wrapped up in this one area. It only affects me here. The reality is an insecurity that hinders us in one area, it's almost certain that that insecurity is impacting us in many areas. That's not bad news. That's actually a, a good thing to hear because that what that tells us is, you know what? This area in my life where I have insecurities that prevent me from engaging like I want to engage, if I face this insecurity in this area, it's going to change me for many things that I do in my life. So it's actually good news. But I think it's very important to understand this. When I have an important area of my life where insecurity is holding me back, 
I am kidding myself if I think that that insecurity is only only hurting me in that one area. It's almost certain that that insecurity is hindering us in several areas of my life. So sex, sex is also a great opportunity to give yourself fully to your spouse in a bold and full expression of love. Because sex says, I want you, I choose you, I trust you, I give myself to you. Now, once again, sex is just one way this happens. We all love it when we have a friendship in our life where someone just boldly communicates, maybe even in friendship, a coworker, even a boss, when someone communicates to you, not in a sexual way, but in any way, that you know what? You are my friend. I want you to be my friend. I choose you. I trust you. And any day of the week, I'll go to lunch with you. Like being with you and around you and living life with you is awesome. Well, sex is a wonderful opportunity for human beings, a husband, a wife, to boldly communicate to this person that you're married to. I want you, I choose you, I trust you, I give myself to you. And that is powerful. When any human being receives that kind of love from someone, it is so empowering. And then with, with, with sexual intimacy, it's compounded for the good because both people are communicating, I want you, I choose you, I trust you, I give myself to you. And at the same time that one is communicating that to the other, they also get to experience this human I'm married to. They know my flaws, but they want me. They know I don't have the body I had when I was 18, but they're still choosing me. They know I've not been perfect, yet they trust me. And they're choosing to give themselves to me. This is a powerful expression of love that empowers the lives of people. That is, listen, friends, sex can absolutely be powerful between a husband and a wife. It absolutely can. And if it isn't right now, it doesn't mean it can't be again. If it isn't right now, it doesn't mean that you're doomed. I want you to look at I want you to compare developing a healthy, powerful sex life. We're going to compare it to developing a workout routine. That may sound strange, but sometimes when we look at our problems, we look at them too closely. And if we lighten it up and and talk about it from a different perspective, it can be very different. So you might be a person that for some reason, you just, you're not interested in the sexual intimacy with your spouse. And maybe something has gone wrong in your relationship that causes that. 
this isn't the point of this podcast, but let me just say that if something has gone wrong in your relationship, how about we make it right? Because that can happen. So when you think about a workout routine, I've gotten to a place in my life where I enjoy going to work out. I enjoy it. After 47 years of despising it, the thought of working out was despised. I was able to cultivate an appetite for it. And that can happen also sexually. It is okay if for whatever reason, in terms of sexual intimacy, you're just like, I just, I I don't know, I'm just not that interested. Well, that is something that can change. That doesn't mean that that's the way you're supposed to be. There's reasons for why you're not maybe as into it as your spouse would like for you to be into it. You may not be into it as much as you want to be into it. I want to encourage you with something. You don't necessarily have to study why you're not into it. You don't necessarily have to like go over the whole story of your life and figure out what's caused your thinking to be different. Oftentimes, if you have a struggle in an area like this, if you have a conversation with someone about it that's honest, just in voicing the struggle, you might just find some freedom. It's also, by the way, it's okay to say to your spouse, it, it needs to be okay to say to your spouse. I hope it is for you. You can say to them, I want to be a great lover to you in every way. I think this is a great thing to say to our, to a spouse. I want to be a great lover. I want us to be lovers. And that means everything. That means loving eating cereal together. That means loving doing yard work together. That means loving going on trips together And it also means to enjoy expressing love in intimate physical ways. From holding hands and kissing to sexual encounters. I learned this on developing my workout routine. I've gotten better as I've gone. When I was afraid to go to the gym, my insecurities held me back. If I ever did go, like I was like the guy who couldn't do anything. I was so limited. It was too uncomfortable. Well, I've gotten better as I've gone. I've, it's like the muscles have gotten developed. The skills have been developed. And along with the appetite being developed, my skills were developed. And I, quite frankly, I just, enjoy it more. And the more I do it, I enjoy it more. We meet with young couples about this and there's young couples that one of them early on has kind of just thrown in the towel on sex and kind of decided, well, that was a thing, but it's no more. Look at it in the light of working out. Well, I played sports when I was a kid and I did that workout stuff, but that's for, that's for being a kid. Working out is not for us adults. I don't think we would look at working out that way. I think we would look at our life and say, you know what? 
Working out wasn't just for childhood. I want to still have a body that's functioning. I still want to get after it. I still want to be able to to run and jump and pick up things and do hard things. And so for young couples, it's very common that a young couple, maybe when they were engaged, they would like to engage in sex every night. And of course, for there's still many couples that engage that believe in celibacy, and they um, they keep themselves pure sexually until they get married. Now, probably every day, every time they're together, they want to engage in sexual activity. And other couples that. Um, um, they just, they engage in sex before marriage, but then we get married and maybe all of a sudden it's like, wait, where'd the sex go? Like what has changed? And that's a whole other topic for different conversation. But I simply want to say that whether you're 22 years old and newly married or whether you're 45 years old, married a while, whatever the circumstance if your sex life has lost its power, that's okay. Go back to the gym. Let's start working out again. Let's change how we think. Let's be willing to be honest about this topic. It's okay. You're not doomed. You're not done. It's The story's not over. I despised and feared going to the gym until I was 47 years old. So the story is not over yet. I just want to finish by saying this statement. That whatever causes you to be unable to give yourself fully to your spouse is also holding you back from giving yourself fully to your very life. Whatever prevents you from giving yourself boldly to your spouse It also holds you back from giving your best to your own kids. I wish that wasn't true. But if there's something in me that's holding me back from being able to fully and boldly express love to my wife, that same thing on the inside of me is going to hold me back in several areas of my life. But this doesn't have to be bad news. It can be good news. It can mean that if I'm willing to engage in a couple conversations about my life concerning sexual intimacy, maybe, just maybe, it will change my whole life. So that's that's a conversation about is powerful sex possible? Yes, it is. I want to encourage you. What if we stopped fearing what could go wrong in areas of sexual intimacy? What if we stopped fearing what happened to us before? And instead, we cultivated a powerful sexual relationship with our spouse. Now, I can do one thing to help you with that. And that is I can send you to MyPillow.com for you to buy maybe some new sheets and some new, uh, maybe some new pillows, maybe a blanket or some slippers. 
or a robe. They have all kinds of products. They're a great company. They're, they're com- this company is great for America. Their values are great. And they help to sponsor us. So if you use this coupon code when you go to MyPillow.com, if you use the code PURPOSE, then you get a discount off your purchase and a portion comes back to us. That way you get to support us as well in what we do with the Purpose Mastermind podcast. My friends, thank you for listening. I'll catch you next time. If if you need more help in this topic we talked about today, frankly, if you and your wife are having, or you or your spouse are having trouble with the area of sexual intimacy, we probably won't talk specifically about that. We usually talk about we usually talk about problems without talking about problems in hopes of people overcoming their problem. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Purpose Mastermind podcast.